Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Betches Media presents Betches Moms with hosts Aileen Drexler and Brittany Levine. Get ready to lock yourself in the bathroom or wherever else you hide from your kids because you'll literally never be alone again. Hello and welcome to the Betches Moms podcast. I'm Aileen. And I'm Brittany. And we're together again post labor day oh my god it's like fall now it's so weird how like and i say this every single year i'm like after labor day i'm not gonna just like fall into the fall routine it's still summer and it's just like automatically like i went to put a sweatshirt and a jacket on oliver this morning and (laughs) noah's like it's hot out (laughs) yeah it's hot out but like i desperately want to wear jeans and like a cute cardigan (laughs) totally i'm already looking at all the sweaters on zara i know it's a problem, but also exciting. Um, yeah, it just doesn't help that it's like pouring out today. And it's all like gloomy. It like doesn't add to like the tiredness, which on a Monday is rough. Or today's a Tuesday. <laughs> today's a Tuesday. I was so, were you so mixed up this morning? Because I was. <laughs> I like was a zombie getting out of bed. How was your Labor Day weekend? Labor Day weekend was fun. So our nanny was off Friday too. So it was like a four day you know <laughs> like a true four-day weekend four-day you know how they say um like it's not a vacation it's a trip w- mm-hmm. what would you call a weekend <laughs> it's not a weekend it's a um d- days off work <laughs> it's days off one job you're working yes. your second job yes but no it was really nice mila like was just happy little girl and like we had some friends over and she was just so just like down to talk to people not talk you know what i mean yeah like (laughs) babble blah 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 (laughs) yeah it was fun and she didn't get like too nervous around people and it was just it was and i was pretty chill which was also great and yeah it was good how's yours (sighs) what it was something Noah left me for four days. He went on a guy's trip to um, Dave Matthews does a uh, like a three day concert at the Gorge in Washington, and this has been like a dream trip of Noah's since I met him. And okay, he asked me to go like the beginning of the summer, and I was like, yeah, sure. And he like (laughs) didn't expect me to be like so chill about it. And then like it came around. He literally he left at like. 4 a.m. on Friday and came back at 1 a.m. last night. So like uh-huh. so I am full. so tired. And for all you single parents out there, I have so much respect for you because I had to do it for four days and I am not good. Like that was <laughs> tough. That was just yeah. like just doing like four bedtime routines for two kids was a lot. How long is that process? Um, it's like a two-hour process. 
like all said and done. But I will say, and like I feel like a lot of my friends say this too, that when they're on their own with their kids, somehow your kids know that they like don't have both parents there and they like need uh-huh. to cooperate. And like the first couple of days, like Oliver was on like his best behavior. And then by yesterday, I was calling Noah being like, daddy's not bringing you home a present. And he's like, no, but I want a present. <laughs> but like they yeah. were pretty good. I like planned everything out. Like when we woke up in the morning, I like kept both kids in my room and like gave them their like morning snacks, milk, whatever. And I was able to, I actually was able to shower somehow and like get dressed. <laughs> I felt like they were like confined to just like my bedroom. Um, yeah. And like me, like sh- the bathrooms in my bedroom so I was like able to like see them um and I just made a lot of plans I like took them to different family members houses Um, (laughs) yeah you just got a foist (laughs) yeah I I went we went to the beach we went to um there's just the beach we went to the beach but my my mom was with me so that was okay and uh we went there's this cute little farm near us called Kerber's and they have like really it's you have to they have it's like a it's a little farm with really cute animals and really good food, like really good breakfast food and like the best scones and just like pies and stuff like that. And oh, gotta go. So that was good. And I was so happy Noah walked in. I was like <laughs> – and he was like, I promise I'll wake up with the kids every morning this week. I was like, yeah, you are and I'm going to Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're, really? Um. Well, me and my mom, like not actually, but like me, my mom and my sisters this weekend were saying like, you know what, like let's plan a girl's trip to Paris. And like, I don't feel bad about doing that anymore. Like I feel like I now deserve this to like, and I won't feel bad about leaving him for four days because I always have guilt about that. But yeah, so, but I survived. I'm here to tell the story. Clap, um, clap, clap, full applause. Just exhausted. Was the the bedtime the hardest part? Like, what was the really the hardest, most challenging thing? <sighs> like transitioning from people's houses, getting into the car, <laughs> like leaving yeah. places and going places, and like packing for both of them, packing for both of them and for me. Um, when we we were at Kerber's and. Oliver was like running around playing with animals. It's a small place. So I was like able to see him. And he's like, I have to go potty. I have to go potty. So I was like, okay, because we're all going to the bathroom. Yeah. And like the bathroom is out of order. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. (laughs) So we had to walk to like the whole other side. They had this like little schoolhouse. They do um, classes there. So we had to like go back into the schoolhouse and like go to the bathroom there. And just like little things like that where I was like, you had I had to like strategize instead of being like, right. okay, Noah, you take Jack or like you take Oliver. Right. I had to strategize how I was getting us all from A to B. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, no, I mean like probably like the like the very small stuff that you don't think about is probably the hard like the hardest because you don't think about them. Right. Whereas like the big events, like you usually do think about how to like plan for it's the little things. Oh my gosh, right. that's crazy. Well, you did great. You're doing amazing. Thanks. Congratulations. You I'm made proud it. of myself. I feel like I hit that I like accelerated a little bit in motherhood, you know. Do you feel do you feel like more bonded with them? Yeah. I mean, I also think it's nice that like I feel like a lot of the times it's like me with Jack and Noah with Oliver. Mm-hmm. And it was nice to have that like 
time with Oliver. Yeah. Right. Is he, yeah, like, I I, I get why that would be like a default. Yeah, it is. It just happens. And like, um, and then I felt really bad. I got like really mad at him last night. And he was like, I don't like when you're mad at me, mommy. (laughs) And then he like got out of it because he wouldn't get out of the bath. And he got out of the bath and he like comes over to me. He was huggy, huggy. <laughs> so sweet. Oh my I gosh. know. I know. It's heartbreaking. That is heartbreaking. Um, I saw your pictures of like you and your sisters and all the kids, and like you have like a a camp. I know. We <laughs> legit cousins. have a camp. It's a camp. The camp of cousins. I know. The cousin camp. I know. Um, that's wild that they have these like built-in friends. It's so I cool. Know. And they're all so close in age. It's the cutest thing. Do they like get along? They do get along. I mean, like they fight like brothers, um, and like uh-huh. Oliver's in that age where like his two older cousins like sometimes think he's annoying, and like you know they do like that whole thing. But now he like we were in the car and he was like, "Mommy, me, Ben, and Zachy are the big <laughs> brothers, and Landon and Jordan are the babies." And I was like, yeah, exactly. He's figuring out the lay of the land. <laughs> yeah, he's That's like, really I'm the funny. big boy. Do, so, yeah. Do you guys yeah. ever like, do they ever like, is there any ever drama? Like somebody does something to someone and then like it causes some sort oh. of like riff between you and your sisters? No, not at all. Because like, for instance, yesterday I was inside with my brother-in-law and we were watching Oliver with my two nephews and my sister outside. And then... Oliver, he he was like so excited and I know he didn't mean this in a bad way, but he took my nephew who's two years old and like shook him, but like in an excited way and then like yeah. threw him to the ground. Oh my God. And like, and he started hysterical crying and then like my sister like, you know, didn't know what to do because she didn't want to like, we don't love like yelling at each other's kids like yeah. we do when we have to. Unlike and, like, that waiter in Montauk. <laughs> yeah, unlike the waiter in Montauk. He needs a little lesson. Um, so me and my brother like ran outside and I got like so pissed at Oliver because it was like, ugh. But like there's things like that that happen all the time. Like they fight like brothers and then there's times where like, you know, sometimes we have to parent each other's kids in situations of like nobody else is around. And I mean, we're close enough where it's okay. But no, it's never caused us to be like mad at each other. Right, because I'm sure you sort of see each other's kids as like an extension. I mean, Definitely. it is your family, so it's yeah. like less. It's not awkward. Like, ugh, get your kid in order. It's not like that. It's like no, you get it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's totally different. It's not like a friend. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get your fucking kid to stop pushing my. Um, yeah, like, <laughs> what kind of parent are you? Yeah. <laughs> um. Well. I'm proud of you. That's amazing. And I'm jealous of your cousin camp. (laughs) It's in Hawaii. And they're all boys. It's wild. Yeah. And everyone lives nearby. It's so cute. Mm -hmm. That's so nice. Very grateful for that. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. 
Priceline. So if it's back to school week for most people right now. Yeah. That um, limbo week is over. I'm sure everybody's relieved. <laughs> oh my God. Limbo week. I know people who actually their kids I don't, aren't even starting for another week, which means they've been out of camp for those who go to camp for a month before school starts, which is like insane. And I actually saw, I was reading something. I don't know if it was an article or a post or something where it was like amusement parks like want to keep, want like schools to open later. (laughs) Yeah, so they can make more money. Okay. (laughs) So they can make more money. Like it's like, it's so crazy. Like I don't, I mean, Oliver was off for two weeks, but like a month, I literally would lose my mind. Yeah. You would need like temporary daycare in your house. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, I feel so horrible for parents that have to deal with that. That's just like a lot. And especially if you're working. Yeah. It's crazy. So Oliver starting what? He's in pre-K. Pre-K. Wow. Yeah. He's in pre-K. He's big man on campus. Oh my God. Is his backpack like three quarters the size of his body? Oh my God. It's huge. <laughs> it's actually, I like didn't get a new, I feel like I'm like, I was actually thinking like, do people get like new book bags every year? Like, I feel like that was like something I was like always excited for, but like his yeah. book bag from last year was in perfect condition. Like he literally puts a banana in it and a water bottle. And, like he goes to school, <laughs> like nothing's in it. <laughs> I live near uh, elementary school and like I'm, I saw when like the, the back to school day was first of all was so cute because like the teachers were like throwing they had like music outside and it was just really cute they were all like welcoming the kids and i was watching like a mom and two boys like i guess elementary schoolers obviously like walking to school and they're just so funny because they're so small but their backpacks take up half their body it's just the head backpack and then ankles <laughs> it's so it's actually the cutest thing ever but what's in that bag like nothing nothing why nothing. why why so big <laughs> i don't know it's so big and there's nothing in it i think this every time well What's he does point? get sent home with things like he gets sent oh. home with like oh, wait so the cutest thing ever so now he's in pre-k so they're trying to teach more like independence and like getting them ready for kindergarten so they all have their own lockers and oh, wow. the teachers have them go and like empty their mailboxes into their at the end of the day into their own bags and they're supposed to like hang up their own coat like the end of the day they're supposed to basically unpack and pack their own bags it's weird i feel like i remember that from school like when i was like your cubby yeah like you put your stuff in it i feel like i remember that experience yeah and it's so cute and i just think it's adorable i'm like Oliver like forgot to grab a calendar. I'm like, Oliver, you forgot to take the calendar out of your mailbox yesterday. He's like, oh, I'll have to get it out of my mailbox today. <laughs> and like, it's like, it's just so cute. Oh my God, wait. And then the cutest thing ever, um, he had a picture. They like color. He had a picture in his book bag. And I was like, oh, you made another picture of a turtle. And he was like, no. He was like, Novi drew that for me. And I was like, who's oh. Novi? And he was, he smiled so big. I was like, who is that? And <laughs> He was like, she drew me a picture. I was like, oh, oh okay, so are you friends? And he was like, yeah. I was like, is she cute? And he was like, yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> and like, I didn't want to be like, oh, is she your girlfriend? Because like, I right. didn't want to like get into that. But I was just yeah. like curious, like what his mindset was on this. And it was so right. funny because he really got shy over it. I was like, okay, He's, you have a little crush. so 
funny. Wow, that's really precious. I know. Oh, kids. My friend says that she sent her kid. So her kids started kindergarten and they, she's like, yeah, they, you know, now have tablets. <laughs> they have like yeah. laptop tablets. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> she's like, yeah, like it's for school, but they're like locked obviously for all school purposes only, but they, there's no like books. It's on tablets. I was like, what? <laughs> what do you, what do you mean? It's on tablets. It's not paper. That is crazy to me. And like, I still don't even get that. Like they literally, so they don't have textbooks anymore or like workbooks. They just have tablets. That's what she made it seem like. But I, you need to like learn how to write, don't you? Like you need to just, you need to draw. Remember when they taught a script? Do they still teach kids script? I don't know. I actually need to ask my, my sister's a teacher. So I'm going to ask her more about this. But I feel like, I mean, A, it's better for your back. So you're not carrying around all this stuff. Well, yeah, it's so wild. And then also in the classrooms, they don't have. Um, it's not like chalkboards. It's like the smart board. Smart boards. I remember when they like brought the smart board out as like this new thing in high school. It was like the the year, like my senior year. They like made. They tried to like get the teachers to use these smart boards. I'm like, I'm not using this shit technology. And we're like, what are they? Just use the chalkboard. Like, why do you need this smart board? And they like couldn't, it wouldn't like connect to the pen and they would all get so frustrated. And it was just like silly, but it's now it's the norm. I remember when, and I feel like this is been like one, uh, in my day, I remember when, but yeah. like it's really so different. I remember when like, Teachers used to write on the projector. Yes, yes. And yes. like that was cool. The projector, yeah. The projector. Oh and now it's like, I don't, I literally, I, this is must be how like my parents or grandparents felt when I was like, yeah, we're like, use programs to design on the computer. They're probably right. like, what? Or, what do you use this calculator? <laughs> yeah. Or this like TI 95, whatever. My, I was actually having this conversation with my mom and my stepfather the other night, and he was like, we never had calculators. I was like, what do you mean you didn't have a calculator? He was like, we didn't have calculators, and I was like, I don't get it. So what did you do? He said it was like a slide thingy that they had, and he was like, oh my God, I can't believe you don't know what that is. I was like, why would I know what that is? I always had a calculator. That's and so it's funny. wild to like Wait, think. what is the that thing? Like, What's the thing called? L- abacus, abacus. That's what the slide. Oh, with the beads. Yeah, yeah. With that's the beads. what. Okay, okay. But like, it's wild that like that's kind of how like our kids are. Where they're like, "What do you mean you didn't have a Chromebook in high school? Like, we right, didn't have right. Chromebooks." Right, right. Oh my god, we had to carry these massive textbooks in our back, and like all those binders that you would like zip, and then you would open them, and all the papers would fall out. <laughs> Trapper keepers. Trapper keepers. <laughs> Oh my God. And now it's just like all different. It's so wild. The projectors were great too, because I remember like they would write with the colored markers and then they would get on the thing and then like it would be really hard to clean. And then they would just like have a stain the next time. Yeah. They're like, disregard this. Like it's not part of the lesson. Yeah. Oh man. Good times. (laughs) It's crazy. It's like so much to think about. And like, it's really like makes you feel so old. I feel old. I I know. Oh my God. Do you want to know how old I feel? I was 
just like I was I like constantly googling like actors of things that I'm watching and like the young I'm like oh this person's 23 or 20 22 and like that's like a age out of college they're out of college and I'm like oh my god they were born in 19 2001 or whatever and wild I'm like, oh my god that's like they're like a young adult but they're born in 2001 and it's I'm like, so I weird full 10 years at least older than like people who are out of college <laughs> Mm -hmm. like, we're the adults now. <laughs> no, I know. I think about it all the time. And you want to hear something great. This is also like what I look at. And I feel like if I'm watching something and there's like a hot dad or like a hot character <laughs> and mm -hmm. he's like older, I'm like, he's hot. But like, why do I think he's hot? Because he's like 50. <laughs> <laughs> like you wouldn't think he's hot before. Like, no. So like, right. I'm, okay, so I'm watching. Have you watched Virgin River? No, I haven't. I feel like you would hate it. I feel like it's so not a you show. Okay. It's such a me show. But it's like one of those like cheesy like CW yeah. on Netflix and I am hooked. Okay. And the guy in it must be in his 40s and he's like a little bit older, you know? And he's hot. And but he's like old and I'm like how am I like how do I think an old person is hot? Cuz I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean he's like extremely attractive for me. <laughs> I know. It's the scruff. It's the eyes. <laughs> he's so hot. Although he doesn't look that hot in some of these pictures. <laughs> but oh, it's man. also like his character. His character. Yeah, he's like, it's like know, the he's mysterious, the like nice guy, final, but bad boy. Past. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right, we're back. Okay, I know what we promised you guys an announcement, and sorry it took so long for us to get into the episode to give you this announcement. It's a bittersweet announcement. And um, while there's exciting things in the works for Betcha's Moms, the community, the Instagram, just everything, we are announcing that we are ending this show. I know. <laughs> really sad um, we're sad but at the same time we're so so grateful for the community that we've built with this show and you know we're not going anywhere like we're gonna be on Betcha's Moms Instagram and just like when we set out to do the show like we were pregnant at the same time and we were just like kind of like wanting to go to the like connect on these experiences and just like learn about like all these different parenting Mm -hmm. things like from all these experts like I would never have learned or uh, half of the shit if it wasn't for doing this show together right like even discovered half those people and it was so nice to take that journey especially with you and to like learn all these things and it's kind of just at the point where we only you know our kids are getting older but slowly and we only have yeah. so much information and um we just feel like it's time to take that break and yeah. there's other amazing things set out for Betcha's moms. Yeah. And also, like I said, we're not going anywhere. 
Um, and these episodes are still going to be accessible. Mm-hmm. You can still re-listen to anything from the beginning, like about our whole journey. And so I said exciting things are coming. We are planning to bring back Betch's Moms in audio form, but like in a different format sometime in the near future. So stay tuned. And Betch's as a brand is opening up to bringing in more talent, more voices, more creators, more comics into the Betches network. So we're going to be expanding and we're just really excited for that. So again, thank you so much to this, to all of our listeners and everyone who spent the time, let's just like hang out with us, whether you're on your walk or you're driving your kids somewhere and then like getting mad at me specifically for cursing. I'm really sorry again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much. We're so grateful for you again. We're not going anywhere. We're just ending this podcast and this is our second to last episode. So next episode is just planning a fun send off for ourselves. <laughs> and we'll get we'll bring in some donuts. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they do that on send offs. Um, <laughs> we'll send each other some Duncan. And we'll eat some, some Duncan. Some donuts together. What's what's your go to donut? Chocolate cake. Like just chocolate like plain chocolate. Donut. Like a chocolate cake. Yeah. Do chocolate you, cake. Can you guess mine? <laughs> Boston cream. <laughs> How did I get it? the fuck do you know that? Wait, did I get that? <laughs> yeah, yes. How did you know that? I, you must have like told me that in the past. I feel like that's like information that is like it's locked Stored up in your somewhere brain. in like this part of my brain oh my and God. it like came forward. <laughs> it's just really just random information. That is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> See, I listen. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. So uh, now I'm but, really in the mood for one. The same. But- also, I wanted to thank you guys as well. And um, this has been just like an amazing, amazing opportunity. And um, the support from all of you listening and interacting with us and talking to me through Betch's Moms and helping me and Aileen through our pregnancies, through newborn stage, through toddlerhood. Um, it's been so fun. We met so many amazing people. We got to hear so many amazing stories. And um, we really appreciate that. And um, we will miss talking to you guys for sure. Yes, we will. And if you have any questions, you can email us, moms at Betches.com. You can DM us at Betches Moms. And we'll, we'll miss you. But we still have to finish our show. We have a we do. listener email. We have our Dear Mitch's Moms. We have a Am I a Momster? And again, we're going to be back for next week. And like I said, Betch's Moms, we have something else coming. But it's a, just a different format. And, you know, we're growing, evolving, changing all the good shit. So, all right, let's do our listener email. Let's do it. Dear Betches Moms, big fan of the podcast and all things Betches. Not sure if you've talked about this yet, but my daughter is four months old and she just started an in-home daycare. We really like it, but I'm having an issue with the times and amounts that they're feeding her. She is still breastfed, so I'm pumping to send milk with her. Before she started, we met with a daycare to go over our current schedule. She was eating every two and a half to three hours, like clockwork. But the daycare sends home a paper at the end of every day, and it showed that they were feeding her four to five times a day. This meant that they were thawing the frozen emergency stash of milk I gave them. 
I think that they're mis- misinterpreting her cues of tiredness for hunger, and I'm not sure the best way to approach the situation with them. It is stressing me out very much since I feel like they're wasting this hard-earned milk. I also did try and talk to them about it and said I'd send an extra empty bottle with her things in case they needed it, and then Monday they thawed two bags of milk. Not what I meant. Ha. Huh. I'm not a fan of confrontation or bringing things up like this, even though I need to. How do I get the daycare on the same page when it comes to my baby's feeding schedule without making an issue? Thoughts? What, what, what do you think? What do you think? I think that um, it's really important, and I think it's important that when you're at a daycare that they're um, following your baby's schedule and your needs, um, especially when you're sending such a young child. Like I sent my kids at four or five months, and I get it, and that was always – such a big thing for me is like I need to make sure that they know their feeding schedules, how much they're supposed to get, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think every place is different. You're saying it's an in-home daycare, so I'm assuming it's a little bit smaller. Um, it's probably – it's less of like a school-like atmosphere. So like I don't know what their system is for organizing these things. Um I would definitely write out the schedule and give it to them instead of just like talking to them because they're taking care of multiple kids and it's easy to mix things up, et cetera. Um, But definitely write out the schedule in the easiest way possible, like color coded if you have to, like make it like super organized and say to them like, if there's an issue and you feel like my child isn't eating or needs to eat at a certain time, whatever, call me and we can figure that out. But like this, I know my baby, this is when they eat and like I don't want them eating more than they're like supposed to, et cetera, whatever. You're also, you need to work together. And I think this like goes through like any stage. Like you work with the teacher on making sure you're doing the same things at home that you're doing in school. And this, for a four-month-old, this falls into that category. You need to be doing the same things because then the baby gets confused and their schedule is all messed up. Um, but I would be really stern about it. And, um, to be honest, like, I think that if they're not listening to you and they're still kind of just like doing whatever they're, they want, like maybe look into a different school because if they're not competent to like figure that out, then what else is going on? Yeah. I was going to say, like, if they're not listening or you're not, they're not communicating. Like you said, like maybe there's something that they're noticing that they're not not sharing with you like there's clearly a miscommunication and they're not telling you mm-hmm. and also the thawing of the breast milk is so stressful that's so stressful the part that i also want to just address is like when you say you're not a fan of confrontation like i totally get that and it's really awkward in the beginning because sometimes it feels like these people who are like take care of babies is their job know better than you and sometimes they know sometimes they don't or but i wouldn't think of it as confrontation it doesn't have to be contentious But just think of it as like your advocacy, like you're advocating for your child because Mm -hmm. that's your job. It's your child. Mm -hmm. And so you're advocating for them. And if that requires multiple conversations until what you need is or until you need to until you are heard, then that then that's what you should do. But maybe go in and talk to them again in person. Say here's like Brittany said, here's the schedule laid out. Can you please tell me why 
she's, you're thawing the emergency meal. Can you explain it to me? Because that would require me to change my pumping schedule. And then one day we're going to run out. So please explain it to me so I understand. And we can work through, like you said, this together. But it's not confrontation. You're, you're not like, why are you guys not listening to me? It's not like right. that. It's like, what's going on? Like, I, we need to address it because this, I mean, I'm pumped. This is an emergency stash. We're using it every day. It no longer is an emergency. Why? Why are we feeding five times a day? Is she hungry? Can you explain what, what is she doing that you think that she's hungry? Or is this for every child? Is this a policy that I didn't know about? Like, because right. in daycares, like sometimes while you're saying it is important for the kids to, for the, the schools to sort of do what each child is, a lot of the times they just kind of do what's they can because it's a group setting. Mm-hmm. So a lot, like the naps are different. They're not like, so there is like a, a sense of kind of having to relinquish a little control because not everything is in your control. But that said, like feeding is like your, it's very much in your wheelhouse. You are providing the food. So therefore right. you need to know what like is, what's the deal, what's going on. Definitely. And like Aileen said, you, you're the only one that could advocate for yourself and for your child. And yeah. it gets easier to do that. Yeah, it gets it easier. Yeah, for sure. It does. Because in the beginning, it's like weird. You're like, yeah. oh, like I am I, you're like, learning this new identity is like mom like it doesn't it doesn't like click right away right as like you know what i mean maybe right. for it's, some people it clicks right away but it doesn't like this is a new identity it's it's i'm I, i'm not trying to reduce this at all to this but as just like an example it's like do you remember when like you got engaged and then all of a sudden you had to just change like Noah to like fiance. Hey, he's not my boyfriend. He's my fiance. Or like yeah. from fiance to husband. Like that weird, it's like a weird transition of identity. Well, that is like really superficial. But with the, this, like it's a new identity. So you, that comes with new responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And so like leaning into those takes time. And it becomes easier and easier. The more you realize you have to do it. Mm-hmm. And you second guess yourself way mm-hmm. less. Right. Exactly. All right, shall we do Am I a Monster? Let's do a monster, our favorite. Okay. Hi, y'all. Big fan. (laughs) Found you when I was four weeks postpartum, and you got me through those 2 a.m. feedings. My baby was born four weeks early and weighed four pounds when he came home from the hospital. He was very cute, healthy, and happy, but very small, so people were sort of obsessed with his smallness and weight. I didn't mind it because I was also concerned about him gaining weight and every ounce gained was a big deal. Fast forward, he's almost four months and people are still asking how much he weighs. We haven't had him weighed since his two-month checkup, so I genuinely do not know his weight, but could make a pretty good guess. I've always struggled with being overweight myself and I'm in a good place now where I try very hard not to worry about the number on the scale and accepted that my body is bigger but doing amazing things, like keeping a human alive. I'm hoping that my son has a healthy body image and weight is never something he has to worry about or care about, but it's hard to see people focusing so early on and it's personally triggering for me when they ask. I'm especially annoyed when my in-laws, his grandparents, ask and they do so frequently. So am I a momster for wanting to cuss out my mother-in-law for focusing on his weight or to flip off the lady at the store who asks? 
Any advice on how to flip the convo instead? What should I ask my husband to say if he's asked? Thanks for your advice. Raising my glass of wine tonight to y'all and all the moms out there. I like how she says y'all. Yeah. Um, okay. I have lots of thoughts. First of all, I get that like it's definitely hard, especially because it's like such a thing. And it's not only a thing because because of like the weight issue, but it's like it's it, it's like this feeling of like, is he okay? Mm-hmm. You know, so like that's partly why maybe in the back of your head, like there's this like kind of anxiety around it and like why people keep asking and then you have to like constantly defend that he's okay, he's okay. Mm-hmm. So first of all, I would try to separate the first thing i would do is i would try to separate your weight triggering things from him being asked in the sense that like if he's asked i wouldn't say like oh now she's worried about my weight like mm-hmm. i wouldn't think about it that way but i think it's it's fair to think about weight and like his body image your son's body image mm-hmm. but i think there i would say like try to like put yourself in their shoes they're just this is, has been a thing since he was born. So this is now like become a habit, I think. Mostly it's just like a topic of conversation. Right. So, and they're concerned. So if it's like a close family member, I would just say everything's all good. You know, everything's good. He's on this percentile. And pediatrician says he's growing. I'll let you guys know if anything anything goes like if anything's wrong, I'll I'll right. will be the first phone call. I'll let you guys know. Not the lady at the store; she's not gonna be the first phone call. But yeah, no, your, stop. Your <laughs> grandparents, your parents, or whatever, they're gonna be the. You'll say like if there's anything wrong or anything comes up, I will obviously let you know. I wouldn't keep like worrying about it anymore because he's okay and he's eating and he's gaining and you know everything is okay right now. So thank God and everything's great. Right. So like I would just kind of come up with an answer that like kind of nips it in the bud and just use that same answer. And if they're like, I want to know his weight. I'm like, why? <laughs> like I just told you it's the pediatrician said it was good. Like she, he's gaining X amount every month or he's gaining and that's sufficient. So right. it's all great. Right. And, if, and especially if like in-laws don't understand this where you could say like, it doesn't really matter because, you know, it's like the whole percentile thing. It doesn't matter what percentile your child is in as long as they consistently keep growing with that. And right, they're not they're like dropping. On the curve. They're on right. the curve upward. So you could explain that like if you they need more of like a visual. Like it doesn't really matter his weight. He's small. But he's growing at a normal pace. And that's all that matters. I, I, get, I get the whole thing like what? you're not a momster for wanting to cuss them out because you didn't (laughs) you haven't yet (laughs) yeah so you haven't so you're not a momster don't don't cuss them out like it's not (laughs) a good method of communication you can do it in your head but it's also not like effective at all and i I can also see like when he's being fed that it's such a thing my parents were constantly like just (gasps) How much? How much is she eating? Is, uh-huh. is she okay? How much is she? Is she? You know, she. You're not feeding her enough. You're feeding her too much. You're not feeding. Like I'm, and I'm always just like, I got it. It's fine. The pediatrician mm-hmm. says it's fine. Don't worry. It's for me to worry. You don't worry. I got it. It's all good. Please trust me. Mm-hmm. You know, just say, just like, please trust me. Everything is chill. Spend the time playing. You know, you bonding. 
You don't have to worry about it. The pediatrician is good. If anything is off, I'll go see a different pediatrician. I'll consult you. Don't worry. I've got it. Right. <laughs> but like, I could see how it could be. But also, they'll, once you sort of get that, once they see that things are sort of chill after a few times, I have a feeling they'll stop. Agreed. Right? Well, I hope that helps. I feel like we did some good advice. We gave some good advice. I think so. It could be <laughs> frustrating when other people are like, you know, think that they know everything and want to ask you everything and it's just not their business and it's frustrating, but this won't be the first thing that they ask about. I know. And it's really hard. Like, it's almost like the, the email earlier. It's like, it's early on. You're a new mom. Mm-hmm. And... And it's very easy to question yourself or like doubt your own instincts or doubt like sort of believe other people who have gone through this before. But the more you like play this stand in this role, fill in this role, the more those people will back off and trust you and go with your cues. Like it just, it takes time, but just trust that process. And for me, like I really struggled with like trusting myself and would constantly be like getting everybody's opinions and like question questioning everything that I like thought and now my mom is very much like aliens rules these are aliens rules everyone Mm -hmm. around is like these are these are the rules and this is what we go by and it works because we know our kids I also think it's kind of like going back to what we were just saying with the Dear Betcha's moms, it's being comfortable in this new role, being comfortable with your rules, advocating for you and your child, but like knowing that this isn't coming from a place of like being rude or anything. It's just, no, it's your child. And if you don't protect them or stand up for them or do what's right for them, then who will? You're their mother. So you just have to remember Mm -hmm. that. It's all for your child and who cares what anybody else thinks. I, I totally agree. I also, one tip I would another tip I would give in terms of like communicating, like that you do, you might know better, is using like evidence for how why you do know mm-hmm. better. But without being like, well, this is what ha- being like actually if, if let's say the situation is that you think that they're not somebody says that they're not eating enough you're like actually like you know i can give him another ounce but he's gonna refuse you know like i also don't want to waste this formula um i've done it a lot i've thrown out so much formula if you want you can try feeding them more and um and see what happens but a lot of the times when i give him more he spits up all of it mm-hmm. and so like just give like more situational like mm-hmm. context and like so it's not coming from a place of like, I know better. It's right. like, here's what I've learned. Mm-hmm. And this is what we are, have been going through. Like, you know, this is this is the situation at hand. And I'm just kind of learning as I go. And pediatrician says things are okay. And we're going to just kind of stick with that. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Well, do you think that's our show? I think that's our show. Is it even though I don't want it to end because then <laughs> our our last episode is coming up after this and But I, we're we exist online. This isn't we, we don't poof. We don't poof away. We and exist we're online. Still, you, 
Yeah. And we're still like involved with Betch's moms and like we're not right. like going anywhere. We're just, you know, taking a break from this podcast. <laughs> yes. And you can catch us also on our Instagrams. I'm yes. at Aileen, A-L-E-E-N. If you want Brittany, how about Brittany, you give your Instagram <laughs> Actually, it's really funny because I got a new phone and I haven't logged back in. So I, will, I need to go do that. Um, but it's at it's underscore Brittany underscore love. Everything else was taken. <laughs> that's that's your um in your bio every every other name is taken yes and you can obviously contact at betcha's moms for all of your questions comments concerns we're going to keep these series monsters your betcha's moms alive and well they're just going to be in digital form like on on social and again mm-hmm. betcha's moms we're expanding we're growing our audience is a lot are growing up and becoming moms so there's only going to be more content only. Oh, and also on that note, since um, we're talking about like doing all these things digital, please don't forget to submit because we w- still want to hear those stories. And also we edit in birth stories. We posted our first birth story last week, which is really fun. And I know those are always um, really interesting to read about because everybody's experience is so, so different um, and just a part of us to all um, – just an opportunity for us to all be a part of each other's experiences. And um, so go check that out and submit your birth stories um, through DM, through email, whatever. And we're excited to hear from you. Well, that is it for this episode of Betcha's Mom's Podcast. Go follow us, like we said. And remember, there are no rules on this podcast. I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom, right, Regina? Please stop talking. The Betches Moms podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Stacey Wong. Social media by Brittany Levine. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow us at Betches Moms on Instagram and send us your emails to moms at betches.com. Betches.